Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tonight, Michael Brown joins me here. The former FEMA director. Talk show host, Michael Brown. Brownie. Now. Brownie, you're doing a heck of a job. The Situation with Michael Brown. You're a political expert. On 630 KHOW, Denver's talk station. The situation with Michael Brown on 630 KHOW. Here are the rules of engagement. Text the word Mike to 33103. Download the free to you iHeartRadio app. Be sure to favorite two shows, The Situation with Michael Brown and The Weekend with Michael Brown. Touch the little red microphone button and leave a talkback message. If you'd like, you can follow Michael on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, as well as stream the program live, download the podcast, Listen to a compilation of different talkbacks. See the various photos and stories the Dragon posts. You can visit... Michael says gohere.com. What's that, sweetheart? Michael says gohere.com. Fantastic. Check it out. It's all yours, Michael and Dragon. Hey, Bozo. I'm sorry, Mr. Producer. Uh, boss? Yeah? <laughs> you can refer to me as boss. That's fine. Uh... Mr. Uh, person that makes the program actually, you know... Good? Good, yeah. Uh, and, and inquiring goober wants to know... Yeah. Which I don't care. Um, although, if you were coming into my restaurant, I would certainly... I would frisk you. Uh, when you went to uh, Casa Bonita, you know, that, that time, like last... Friday or Saturday, whenever yeah, it was. Without you. Without yeah. me. Uh-huh. Without inviting, without even took inviting Tamara. Like, you didn't I, invite either one of us. Yeah, it took people I care about, like, you know, family. Uh-huh, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Did you have to go through the magnetometers? Sure did. Did you get buzzed? No. Did you get groped? No. But uh, they rifled through my wife's purse, though. <laughs> was there a line waiting to go? Did they, how many magnetometers did they have? They just had the two. You know, so and I walked through one. My wife walked through the other. I took. Every, they asked me to take things out of my pockets, so I took everything out and put it in a little bucket and walked on through, and it was just fine. Why? I, it must be something to do with Trey and Matt. I mean, I, who knows? Who knows? I, mean, I just find people, it disconcerting that any that any restaurant. I, I don't care what it is. If, if I walk up to a restaurant, let's say I walk up to Taco Bell. <laughs> now, we were at a wedding one time in, in Omaha, or Lincoln, I forget where, who, who knows. They're all the same, right? And my grandson and I wanted to escape the wedding party for a while, so we went to a Taco Bell. And it was very sketchy. And I, as we were ordering, um, and we got to a table, I made my grandson sit with his back to the restaurant so I could sit facing the restaurant because I was concealed carrying because it was that it was that sketchy. So Taco Bell, that neighborhood, I might see it. But I walk into um, 
the old blinking light or I walk into Venice or I walk into any of the restaurants that we might go to and I have to go through a magnetometer, I'm thinking like maybe I wouldn't go back. I'm thinking maybe it just because it's still new and that you know the crazies out there may think that Trey or Matt might actually be inside. I because or maybe it, you're on Colfax in Lakewood. But it is it is curious though because if somebody wanted to do any damage, there there was a large line of people waiting to get in that would be easier. I'm not suggesting anybody. Um, here, here you go. See, I talked about this one time in terms of airport, and I got excoriated. But go ahead. But say it, it. Inside the restaurant, it's a maze. We can all say that it's almost a maze because you, you have to go this way and that way and that way. And this, it's, it's, you know. To get to the magnetometer. No, 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 no. Oh, Inside. Oh, okay. okay. In, to get to your table, you're, you're walking in and out of every, every which way, nook and cranny and whatsoever. But there was just a massive massive crowd outside. But See, I've often said that if you really wanted to do damage in an airport, forget the planes, baby. You got the terminal, like a DIA. Stand on that balcony. Man, just boom, right there. But we didn't say that. Oh. No. No. No, we didn't say that. No. So anybody that may have heard that, you're simply imagining that. You've heard incorrectly. Mm Mm-hmm. You misinterpreted what we were... And we have the tape to prove it. Because we do everything on on 8-track tapes here. (laughs) Real to real, baby. Real to real. Uh, The Denver City Council is going to consider extending Mayor Mike Johnston's homeless emergency declaration through the end of the year at its meeting today. Yay! Yay! (laughs) If approved, it would be the fourth time... (laughs) You know, okay, let me, you know, let me be positive. All you a-hole goobers that complain, maybe you're just too negative. Well, let me be positive. They've at least had short emergencies because they're optimistic that the mayor will be able to solve homelessness unlike every other mayor for the past 25 years. They think that Mike Johnston will be able to do it. So they have short they have short emergencies, which they just continue to extend. Another extension would allow the city's emergency operation. Now, I've got a solution to this. You may wonder what this is about. I have a solution to it. I'll give, it, I'll give you the solution in just a minute. Another extension would allow the city's emergency operations center, you know, the same center that you use in case there's a, you know, a blizzard and a blackout or there's some terrorist event or, you know, there's something going on like the Democrat National Convention, something like that. Uh, yes, the that that emergency operations center uh, to continue homeless housing initiatives until December 31st. That's the day that Johnston vow, vowed uh, after taking office that he would uh, um, if you have homeless people, a thousand homeless people off the street. Johnston's, administ- Johnston's administration has housed 224. As of yesterday, according to the, uh, there's a dashboard. Yeah, you can go online. There's a, there's a homeless housing dashboard. You don't think this isn't a freaking industry? You don't think that homelessness is, you think that homelessness is going to be solved? No, baby, you you got it so wrong. It is a business. Three council members voted no 
Some council members who voted yes had a bunch of questions about budgets, homeless prevention, long-term housing strategies. You know about how we're actually going to fix it. Well, I know how to fix it. And all we need to do is send out hmm, 20,000 invitations. Yes, that's right. The summit is expected to bring in $53 million, filling hotel rooms, bringing big business. This is uh, San Francisco. And the city did tidy up for Dreamforce, but this cleanup is much more extensive. While San Francisco is in the spotlight for the Asia-Pacific Economic Conference, city leaders are making sure the city shines. Tourism is our business here in San Francisco, and we need to focus on making sure that the tourist dollars still come back. Caltrans repaving major roadways like the Harrison Street off-ramp from the I-80. BART doubling down by deep cleaning their stations overnight more often. The city had gotten a little bit dingy over time. Scrubbing and power washing is happening all over the city. Yeah, the bottom of my shoes look clean. Like It's noticeable how clear the streets look and how few homeless encampments. I'm sorry, I gotta pause for a moment. Um, you walk the streets of any city, even clean cities, your, the soles of your shoes reference there to Simon, uh, Paul Simon, the soles of your shoes We'll get a little uh, dirt on them. That's not what he's talking about. He's happy because he doesn't have any human feces on his shoes. For time, scrubbing and power washing is happening all over the city. Yeah, the bottom of my shoes look clean. Like It's noticeable how clear the streets look and how few homeless encampments there are on major thoroughfares. Huh. Where did they go? Having been a longtime resident in the Bay Area, you just naturally start to wonder of like houseless folks being displaced. Public Works is installing decorative crosswalks in North Beach and Chinatown, and the Webster Street pedestrian bridge in Japantown was recently repainted. The Yerba Buena Gardens at the Moscone Center are decked out with new colorful landscaping and murals, paid for by the Clean California grant, just in time for the 20,000 high-profile CEOs and heads of state coming into town next week. Some people say this should be how it's always done. What about the people who are here year-round, you know? Oh, who is this jerk? I'm, I'm surprised that the editing room allowed that guy to stay on the TV on the report. Oh, uh, what about us who live here all the time? <laughs> God, you got to love this country. I mean, you do love the country. What you really have to love is the hypocrisy, the utter hypocrisy of the Marxists that run the little local politburos and the state politburos and the national politburo. My God, we are the USSA. <laughs> And like local, hardworking, working class Bay Area folks. Other. Oh, local, hardworking class. First of all, there are local, hardworking, uh, working class people in San Francisco? Wow. Are you living in a uh, six by eight uh, studio for $5,000 a month? Welcome the cleanup. Anything that brings in uh, a positive look on the city of San Francisco is great. We will continue to do everything we can to maintain cleanliness in our streets. 
city officials are saying that there are no additional funds that are being allocated for beautification. Departments are just using existing budgets. They also say that those budgets are being moved so that they can focus on the areas where APEC is taking place. The summit is expected to... You know, that, that, she makes an excellent point here. I don't think she has a clue that she's making this point. But she wants to make certain that you understand that, well, um, listen, we're not going to do anything that would, um, you know, cost you money. City officials are saying that there are no additional funds that are being allocated for beautification. No additional funds. Now, let's go back. Remember, there was something called clean, the Clean California Grant or the Clean Beautiful California Grant? Oh, that's state money. So the residents of the other parts of California are paying through a grant to help, oh, you know, make the Moscone Center, uh, you know, put in some really beautiful landscaping. They even painted the sidewalks. They painted the crosswalks. But they're not using any, uh, no additional money. No, what, what are they doing here? Listen closely. Departments are just using existing budgets. They also say that those budgets are being moved so that they can focus on the areas where APEC is taking place. Oh, so they're using existing money. They're just moving it around. So if you're maybe the police department or the fire department, well, you don't need that extra money for training. You don't need that extra money for equipment or whatever. You know, a a new fire truck? No, you don't need that. We need to paint the crosswalks. And we need to just move the homeless. The summit is expected to start on Wednesday. And, of course, people will start coming into town over the weekend and early next week. I'm live in San Francisco. Back to you, Julie. All right. Nothing like a little extra motivation to clean things up. Crystal, thank you. Oh, Crystal, nothing like a little extra motivation to clean things up. Now, that that little package from uh, Fox 2 in San Francisco, uh, KTVU, was Two minutes and nine seconds. In two minutes and nine seconds, what was the focus of this report? How clean the city is. They're they're power washing, they're painting, they're landscaping. Why, over Webster Street, they they painted painted the, the pedestrian overpass red. They cleaned up stuff in Chinatown. You know, this is the time to get to San Francisco. Just avoid the Moscone Center. But now I have a quick, here, here's, the, here's the thing that in two minutes and nine seconds, not one question was asked. Where did they go? Where did all of the homeless people in San Francisco go? Maybe they came to Denver. Maybe they gave them bus tickets to Denver. Maybe they just shipped them down to L.A. You know, L.A.'s got so many, they went there, there was a few extra thousand down there. Why is the media not curious? Where did they go? What did they do with them? Is there a shanty town somewhere? Did they put them up in the Fairmont? Did they put them up in the Four Seasons? Hmm? Where are they? Maybe even a Motel 6 out by, you know, SFO. Where, where did they put them? I want to know where they put them. But the bottom line is really this. Mayor Johnston... You want to clean up Denver? You know, we had friends that wanted to go to downtown Denver to, to, to eat Saturday night. And I just I just wasn't in the mood for it. I feel badly because they wanted to try a new restaurant. They had reservations. I was just like, no, let's just go in, let's just go anywhere else except downtown Denver. I just wasn't in the mood, you know, to, to just mess with the parking, to 
walk the streets worried about, you know, someone's going to pull out a gun and start doing stuff or some crazy person's going to whack Tamara over the head, you know, with a, of course, maybe she was hoping that maybe somebody, maybe that's why they, maybe that's why they wanted to go downtown. They were hoping that one of the crazy people would take, you know, a, a piece of a PVC and whack me over the head. Problem solved, right? I just didn't want to do it. But hey, Mike, Mayor, maybe you ought to invite Chairman, President Xi, President Biden, and invite, I don't know, just invite a bunch of dignitaries. Clean up the town. Oh, my God. We, we, we truly live in stupid towns. The German government, I'm fascinated by all this anti-Semitism going on. And I'm almost, almost to the point, let, let, let's quit saying anti-Semitism. Because, well, we, we, we never say, um, uh, well, I can't say that, I can't say that. People will be offended if I say that. Let's just, let's just call it this. I was thinking about other races. Um, you know, anti-Jew. Let's just start calling it anti-Jew. The German government has introduced a ban on any public display of support for Hamas. They're trying to wipe out anti-Jew, anti-Jewism going on. The ban also incorporates the Hamas-sympathizing Simedon group, which organized celebrations in Berlin immediately after the attack back on October 7th. The Federal Interior Ministry, Nancy Fazer, announced earlier this week, with Hamas, I have today completely banned the activities of a terrorist organization whose aim is to destroy the state of Israel. Holding spontaneous jubilant celebrations here in Germany in response to Hamas's terrible terrorist attacks against Israel demonstrates anti-Semitic, inhuman worldview in a particularly sickening way. Um, the German police union obviously uh, praised it. I have a question. Hamas is a terrorist organization, so designated by the United States federal government. The United States Treasury, the Department of Homeland Security, the CIA have all designated, and, and the U.S. military, the Pentagon, has designated Hamas as a terrorist organization. So if you are on the streets of Colorado or your state or wherever you're listening, and you are actively supporting and encouraging support of Hamas, a terrorist organization, are you protected by the First Amendment? Just asking. Would you support banning supporting Hamas in this country? Difficult decision. Something you think about, isn't it? Okay, when we get back, um, you know, we talk about two-thirds of Americans think that the uh, country's going in the wrong direction. What if I told you almost 70% of Americans, 70% of all Americans, are willing to do something? Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Are you? Michael. 
I am doing something about the country. I'm giving you a talkback so you would stop picking on Dragon Redbeard for not having enough talkbacks. Well, if he was doing his job, we would have him. But clearly, he just doesn't care. Hey, at this point in what? the year, yeah. everybody's pretty much done anyway, right? Because I'd say a lot of people are probably taking most of next week off. Because next week is Thanksgiving, and then you're going to come back for a couple of weeks, and then here's Christmas. No, everybody's just eh, yeah. scooting by at this point in time. Yeah, so if you're just scooting by, you're not doing anything else, so you ought to just leave a bazillion talkbacks for us. You know about what you're doing for Thanksgiving, not that we really care, but you know whatever you're doing for Thanksgiving, you know, you might want to wish, you know, might want to wish me a happy Thanksgiving, but nah. you know, you might. Might think about wishing Dragon happy Thanksgiving. There are all sorts of things that you could be doing. You can all argue about what the best side dish for Thanksgiving is. Ooh, the best side dish. Hmm. Uh, yeah, you could be you could be doing all of those things. So don't slack off. Don't slack off at all, because we aim to keep the productivity of this country at a high level between now and the end of the year. Ooh, Thanksgiving is just a little over a week away. It's next week. Ooh. Yep. Which means we have a blizzard coming sometime. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah. There Wednesday was, there, before. What? Day Wednesday before? before. Yeah, day before. Tamara said that on the way to dinner the other night. She goes, man, I'm ready for a blizzard. I started to stop and push her out of the car. Like, like what? 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 What do you mean you want a blizzard? Look, look, look at her. Look at this global warming. It's wonderful right now. See, I'm absolutely fine. I'm with Tamara here on this. I'm absolutely fine with the blizzard as long as it's not on a day I have to come to work. Exactly. See, bingo. So both of you lazy asses, when, when the, the day you're not working, you're sitting at home and your fat ass not doing anything, and you just want to sit around, you know, with the fireplace going, watching a little TV, having a little, you know, a little sip of, well, you don't drink, so you have a little sip of, you know, whatever you sip, and, and, and just sit there and just let your beer grow out more. That's all you would do. Yep. Go out to the freezer, get one of those crumbled cookies you got frozen, nibble on it a little bit all day long. It may or may not have added more last week. Seriously, why? Because they had a Boston cream pie one last week, as well as the, <laughs> a new one they were experiencing, experimenting with, the uh, Swiss Miss Cake Roll cookie. Swiss Miss Cake Roll. Yeah. Oh. So, you know, the little Debbie Swiss Cake yeah. Rolls? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Delicious. Didn't eat it. Froze it. So, yeah. I, I can't I can't give you a review. Okay. But, but has the new anyway. cookie place opened yet? The one on Parker has. I don't think the one near us have. Huh. What was the name of that? Dirty dough. Dirty dough. Yeah, dirty dough. Dirty it's dough. Sad that I know that, and I've never been. <laughs> so after the, you know, we, we go from crumble cookies and, and just you know, bull crap to serious stuff. So October seventh, the day that Hamas attacked Israel, there was some polling done, and that poll found that seventy two percent of Americans would be. Unwilling to volunteer to serve in the military if this country entered a major conflict, compared to only 21% who said they would. I, I find that shocking. Do we have to be under attack? Now, if, 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 if you just ask people, hey... Are you willing to go to Israel 
to help the IDF fight Hamas, I would expect it to be even higher, like 95%. No, I'm not willing to do that. That I would totally get. But if WW3 hits and the survival of this nation is at stake, and we have 300-plus million guns in this country, you're not willing to volunteer to serve? Now, we've got Israel, Hamas, Russia, Ukraine. We are still deeply involved in Syria. There's the possibility of an Indo-Pacific China clash. Uh, The Echelon Insights, which did the polling, suggests most Americans hold a more America-first view of foreign policy than does the political establishment. Which, just depending on how you word it and what the circumstances are, I get that. But let's just say that China makes a move on South Korea, Australia, the Philippines, Japan... Would Americans not volunteer? Because you know that if that happens, Russia's going to start pushing even further into Eastern Europe. And you know at that point, the Iranians will be like, huh, look, the Americans are kind of distracted. Let's just blow it the Middle East. And bingo, you got WW3. Happy Monday, everybody. Our military has shrunk, shrunk. By 39% since 1987. Both the Army and the Air Force missed their recruitment targets by 10,000 for this year. The Navy missed its target by 6,000. Now, that those numbers alone pose a significant problem in terms of our country's war readiness if that kind of recruitment loss continues. Now, if, you know, infantry soldiers being relatively easy to train in a crisis, but pilots, uh, submariners, naval specialists, that requires years of instruction. So forget for a moment that some 72% are not willing to fight for this country. Um... Or I should let me rephrase that. Seventy-two percent are not willing to uh, serve in the military if global conflict breaks out. That's so disheartening to me. I would like to think that all the veterans in this country would take up arms to to defend this soil. Maybe not go to the Indo-Pacific. Maybe not go to Eastern Europe, maybe not go to the Middle East. I, I, I get that. But does that do, do those numbers carry over into defending this country? I think part of the problem is, is that successive military interventions in Afghanistan, Iraq, Libya, Syria, that have yielded really questionable results, probably turn off a lot of recruits. If, if you're getting recruited to play on a sports team out of college 
and they have a dismal record of ever winning anything, you seek out the the team that you want to go play for the winners. The traditionally conservative-leaning young people the military has often relied on for manpower may have also been deterred by its intolerant attitude towards unvaccinated Americans over the past several years. And then you got the pushing of white rage and all the wokeism and everything else going on. So I would be curious, and, and let me be specific. Two questions, and I want you to text your answers to us, because I, I really am curious about this. Text Michael or Mike and your answer to 33103. Would you take up arms to defend American soil? Two, yeah, that's a yes or, that's a yes or no question. The second question, a little more complicated. Would you take up arms to defend American interests if we suddenly find ourselves in World War III? Maybe the third question is, what are you willing to do? It's interesting that in World War II, every veteran, every single veteran that I've ever read about, that I've ever talked to, or that's ever said anything publicly, says that they went to battle in World War II to defend the world from fascism, to defend the world from fascism, which obviously meant defending us. And I think the attack on Pearl Harbor on December 7 probably motivated a lot of people to enlist at that point, too, because, yes, American soil was under attack at that moment. And so let's go to war to prevent that war from getting to American soil. Would you do that? If, if, if there was, say, a Pearl Harbor-like attack anywhere in this country by the Chinese Communist Party or by Vladimir Putin or by the Iranians? I, I mean a serious attack like Pearl Harbor. What would you do? I want to think that Americans would take up arms. And those young enough to actually enlist and put on a uniform would do so. This poll for the first time, makes me question that. What do you think? Mike or Michael to 33103. Uh, When we get back, I want to start a story. I won't be able to finish it. But I want to start a story about EVs and fossil fuels. The seven most important things you need to know about the future. That's next. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
I'm not surprised. You really think the man bun wearing, Volvo driving liberal in this country is going to stand up to anything? They're a bunch of wusses. Give me a break. No, no, no. They will stand up to microaggressions. You used the wrong pronouns. <laughs> That's right. They will stand up to microaggressions for certain. And now I want you canceled. Yeah. Wall Street Journal had, a, had an article um, over the weekend. The path to green energy is getting messier. The shift away from oil and gas looks increasingly more expensive and further out. Greg and I saw a statistic over the weekend. 90% of EVs are still on the road. Uh, well, they're all freaking brand new. They're like less than five years old. So 90% are still on the road. 10% actually made it home. I should have seen that coming. Man, oh man, I got you on that one, didn't I? Yep, here I am just like, well, duh, of course. You know, 90% of all cars bought in the last two years are still on the road. Yeah, but 10% yeah. of the EV, 10% of the EVs actually made it to the garage. <laughs> man, I'm proud of myself when I get you. Uh, here's, here's how the Wall Street Journal story goes. Off, offshore wind projects are being scrapped. The share prices of renewable energy companies are beginning to tank. In this country, speaking of EVs, they're now starting to... I told you about Toyota. Well, Ford's doing it. All the automobile companies are now reining in electric vehicles. Well, obviously, except for Tesla and maybe Rivian. They're still trying to push it. But all the other, you know, manufacturers are really starting to rein in their manufacturing plans because there is no demand. But then over on the other side of the of the issue, the oil and gas industry is starting to really put together a bunch of mega deals because their profits are soaring. Now why 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 do you think that would be? Because they are beginning to realize that despite all of the government things that are destroying their business right now. They look around the corner, and they realize that, okay, and now s- small companies are getting bought up by the larger companies because larger companies know. This is an un- this, maybe it's an intended consequence, but I think it's an unintended consequence. That these mega deals are because the big oil and gas companies realize this is a pipe dream, and they're going to come running to us. And demand for gasoline, heating oil, natural gas, everything is going to continue to climb because all of the other crap that we're doing, just like I said, when when projects are being scrapped, all of the renewable energy companies' shares are beginning to tank. Some are going to start going out of business. Automakers are reining in their EV plans. The oil and gas company watches all of this. James Yardley, an executive at the pipeline operator TC Energy. Pipeline operator. There's not going to be an easy solution or quick fix to this energy transition. Energy mix forecasts show that natural gas, oil, and renewables all play significant roles out beyond 2050. Now, don't get me wrong. The shift away from oil and gas is still happening. Solar and wind capacity continues to grow. And, of course, it's growing because 
Government's rolling out policies that support them. We're paying for to, to keep them afloat. And billions of dollars are flowing into projects, everything from hydrogen protect, hydrogen production to EV charging stations. All of that continues. But one of the hedge funds is seeing a bunch of money beginning to flow into more traditional types of energy assets. LNG, natural gas pipelines, which are part of the infrastructure that is needed so when the demand for oil and gas begins to grow, the infrastructure is going to be there. That hedge fund, Brookfield Asset Management, is now raising its biggest ever infrastructure fund has already exceeded its target of $25 billion to put into energy infrastructure. So when we get back, the seven most important truths about what's around the corner. Yeah. What's around the corner for oil and gas? Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.